Self-storage has done well historically in recessionary times. Let's talk about some statistics about that and let's keep in mind that there is a lot of statistics and a lot of data out there. When it comes to self-storage opportunities that you should be in, my coaching is let's keep it simple. We'll talk about that as well. My name's Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage, and I'm the creator of the Quick Start Academy, which houses the on-demand self-storage boot camp. That's the premier training I offer that will take you from no matter where you are now all the way to putting your first or your next self-storage facility into service. You can find out more about it at Creating Wealth through selfstorage.com. Self-storage has performed well historically during recessionary times. But past performance, keep in mind, past performance is no indicator of future performance, or at least that's what my LLC documents say. But I do think we can learn a lot about an asset class from past performance. Now, according to Union Realtime, which is a great source of a lot of self-storage data, in the Great Recession of 08, let's say through 010, self-storage occupancy levels dropped as low, at least nationally, to as low as 82.8%. At that time, stabilized occupancy was running between 86 and 88 percent. Now that goes along with my experience during the recession. In fact, I closed on, I got back in the business February 08. Great timing, wasn't it? That's when we closed on a facility. And we went from about 88% occupancy down to about 84% occupancy. Now, all things being relative, that was great compared to what apartments were doing at the time, compared to what retail was doing. Office, I don't think ever fully came back. And then COVID hit. Now, in 2020, our occupancy levels went down. In fact, according to Union Real Time, occupancy levels dropped from the low 90s down to 89.9%. And then they bounced back. So that was the second and third quarter of 2020. And then occupancy rates bounce back, rental rates have been going up. So, so historically, self-storage performs very well during recessionary times. Why is that? Well, we know as storage owners or people getting in the storage business, we know the reason is because good times create demand for self-storage. Expansions in the economy create demand for self-storage. And contractions in the economy create demand for self-storage. So look at this, look at this data about the self-storage industry. The self-storage industry's annual revenue in 2019 was 39.5 billion US dollars according to IBIS World with a 3.6% one-year increase 
and nearly 50% increase since 2010. Industry revenue continues to be one of the fastest growing sectors in the U.S. economy. That's why there's so many people getting into storage and so much institutional money chasing storage. Data, statistics are all well and good. However, when you're looking at a storage opportunity, all of that's interesting, may have some influence on it, but consider it's mostly irrelevant. Why? Well, because self-storage also has another feature that's not talked about a lot when you read Wall Street Journal or other publications. Self-storage is probably the most localized industry that there is that I know of. In other words, at least in our portfolio, almost 86% of our customers live 3.2 miles from our facilities. I can't think of it, maybe barber shops are that localized, but I can't think of another industry that's that localized. You know ex almost exactly where every customer is. Yes, there's some outliers that come from other parts of a, of a market area, but mostly your trade area is the people that live and work right there. So what's going on in the statistically in the U.S. self-storage industry is great. Doesn't mean a lot when you're looking at 3.2 miles or you know five miles or whatever you're you know, 15 minute drive time. What's going on in the U.S. self-storage industry is interesting, but pretty much irrelevant. What's going on in that 3.2 miles, that's the name of the game when you're looking at a storage opportunity. So no matter how big the world of self-storage gets, or how intricate the self-storage industry gets, what's really critical for you is to analyze what's going on in that trade area. So here are, now my coaching is, when I'm working with somebody, what we do is we take, based on what their business strategy is, there's a list of criteria that you want to look at when you're looking at a trade area or you're looking at a piece of land and you're looking to build a storage facility and you're looking at the area that that land's situated in. Now for each one of us it might be slightly different. So my coaching is this is not an exhaustive list but take this list and then you know, organize it in what's important to you based on your business strategy and then create that list and start checking them off. So here's what we look for when we're looking at a trade area. Visibility, traffic count, population, population growth, condition of the existing facility, Square feet per capita, which implies you know how much supplies in, the, in that trade area. We look at apartment growth, apartment rent growth. What's the average price in that area? What's the average price of a 10 by 10 in that area? What's job growth in that area? In our, if we did a middle of the road performa, not too good, not too bad, just a middle of the road performa, will it hit our average will it hit our average benchmark numbers? 
What's the percent of renters in that trade area? Where are housing starts in that trade area? What's the median income? What's the average household income? How much storage is in the pipeline? There could be many other important factors for you and your business plan that aren't on that list like what's the education level of the people in that area you know population percentage growth is always something that we look at um, jobs growth has become more important to me as I start looking at a trade area than it used to be and my coaching is take that list add to it and then organize it what's more important and less important for you based on who you are, what's, what your business strategy is. And here's what there is to know. No opportunity out there is gonna be able to check every box and give an A plus on every one of those. There'll be a few that might be you know, deal killers for you, like negative population growth or income below a certain amount based on whatever area you're in. But just know that no deal's gonna click them all off for you. Your job is to avoid the bad deals. What you want are good deals, maybe great deals, but you just want good solid deals. Now, here's a hot tip. I've, I've been involved in some great deals but I never knew they were great deals when I closed on them. I was just trying to close on good deals. Deals that appeared that if I did things right, if my assumptions were correct, and I got validation on my assumptions through a feasibility report, that it would be a good deal. Some of them were good deals. Some of them turned out to be great deals. I just never knew it ahead of time. So look for good, solid trade areas. Data is important. All this data is great when I'm raising money, but when it comes to actually picking the opportunity to go for, my coaching is keep it simple. Keep it right in that, that trade area, whatever your trade area happens to be. And your feasibility report, whatever you think your trade area is, your feasibility report will validate it. So don't get lost in the data, whether all the data is good about self-storage or whether all the data is bad about self-storage. It's great to have, it's great to know, good talking points at parties, good talking points when you're raising money. But when it comes to actually doing the deal, forget it all, look at that trade area and keep it simple. My name is Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self-Storage, and I'm the creator of the Storage World Analyzer, which is the financial analysis tool we use to do our performance to determine if a project's most likely going to hit our benchmark numbers or not hit our benchmark numbers. If you're using Excel, great. I use Excel still on some projects, but I'm in the Storage World Analyzer every day. So thank you very much. I look forward to being with you next week. See you then.